Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, The Thorny prospect of trading Bryant and ask me questions if I was confusing. Any trade discussion is going to get kind of thorny because somebody's going to say, he's my favorite player. He's amazing. He is fantastic. He is elite. And other people are going to disagree. It's tough to discuss. It's tough to get anywhere with stuff like this. But I saw Major League Baseball trade rumors having an article on trading KB. And I figured, there's nothing else going on today, is there? So I I might as well do a podcast on the thorny issue of trading Chris Bryant. Back in 2019, I had a trade idea. People didn't like it. It was very unpopular. It was very unpopular. You have no idea how unpopular this trade was. I wanted the Cubs to consider trading Ben Zobrist. Oh no, don't trade Ben Zobrist. Please don't trade Ben Zobrist. I like Ben Zobrist. Apparently, uh, some people think there is a big market for players that stink and nobody likes. That really doesn't work. If there is a player who's terrible, if there is a player who has a bad reputation, he's probably not going to get traded for a whole lot. Ben Zobrist was, well, his his history speaks for him. But going into his final season, I asked the question, what's your percentage likelihood that he's between, oh, zero and one and a half wins above replacement. Going into 2019, what would you have thought? Zero to 1.5 wins above. What would you have thought? Okay, now what would you have thought? 1.51 to 3.0 wins above. Then 3.01 and above, and then below zero. What would the percentage chances have been in your idea that Ben Zobris would have done this, that, or of the four categories. Realistically, when you have a player who's old and has a history of missing time and being unsuccessful because he misses time, it's, it's difficult to assess. It's a whole lot closer to 30, 30, 30, 10 than anybody would have wanted to admit. The legitimate possibility of him just having a clanker of a season was legitimate. And it just so happened that's what happened. Not what I wanted, but as I looked at the season, what can you count on specifically for one specific player? Injuries happen. Bad seasons happen. We all know that. So I was asking with Ben Zobrist, and you know, what what would you get back? If the Cubs were to get back one of those guys 
who was a 1 in 8, 1 in 10 chance to be a perfectly valid major leaguer. It's just a matter of, does he learn how to hit? Does he learn how to get the fastball up to 96 or 97? Whatever it is. But no, no, I don't want to trade Ben Zobris because I like him. That, that was what I heard a lot of. Don't trade Ben Zobris because I like him. So now let's switch it to Chris Bryant this year. With Chris Bryant, a trade only makes sense if it makes sense for both teams. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever heard somebody talking about maybe you have a young gentleman and a young lady who are discussing taking their relationship to the next level. And he tells her, if it's not right for you, it's not right for both of us. That's an adult way of looking at things. If it's not right for you, it's not right for both of us. So often, people like to do fake trades. Okay, we're going to toss out the one guy, then we're going to bring in some other guy, like we're going to pump up Albert Almora as if he is the second coming of Cody Bellinger. And then we're also going to take some minor leaguer who got plowed his last season. Okay, we're going to give you these three guys, and now you give us two of your best prospects. No, that's not going to work. The goal when you're doing fake trades ought to be to come up with something that might actually happen, something that's realistic, not something that is a case of your team absconding with talent from the other side, and oh, by the way, it's never going to happen. To assess a trade for Chris Bryant, you have to do two things. And if you're not going to do those two things, don't even bother. Don't even bother. One is assess what the other team is specifically looking for. And secondly, assess accurately what the Cubs are specifically looking for. Some people might think the Cubs are just looking for, oh, get salary relief and a middle relief pitcher. Eh, maybe. I kind of strongly doubt it, but that's what you want to go with. But the important thing to ask is, what is the other team looking for? Is the other team that close to going over the top to being really good in 2021? That's the important question. Is that team that stinking good? Thanks for listening to my podcast. I put effort and quality into each one to try to assure information you won't necessarily get as promptly or completely from other sources. If you have friends that might be interested in this sort of information delivery service on Deep Dive Cubs News, send them a link of an episode that might resonate with them, perhaps even this one. Hitting like, share, follow, retweet, or subscribe is also appreciated. Ask if you need assistance in sharing. Much of this podcast is assessing value. As you assess the value this podcast provides you, most podcast delivery systems allow a link for you to contribute to the podcast in the fashion that is most applicable for you. Thanks for any and all levels of support. So, Chris Bryant, which team would put, which team would Chris Bryant put over the top? Which team is that stinking close? 
to being really good that they would trade honest-to-God value for Chris Bryant. Which team is it? Walk me through it. I don't think that team exists. I saw somebody, uh, I think it was the MLB trade rumors, they were saying, oh no, rule out the Cardinals. Uh, I'd love to make a trade with the Cardinals. Because I'm expecting the Cubs are going to get quality in return. If they're not getting quality in return, there's absolutely no reason to make the trade. Pay him his 20000 go into the season, hope it works, figure it probably won't. Same as the last three or four years. Remember, the Cubs' key action this offseason has probably already taken place. Dan Kantrovitz is reassessing the scouting department. That's probably going to be the biggest move of the whole year. Reassessing the scouting department. How are the Cubs accurately going to improve in the draft? How are the Cubs going to accurately improve internationally? How are the Cubs going to accurately improve, heck, in the Rule 5 draft? How are the Cubs going to accurately improve for 2023 and beyond? Because when you're talking the draft, you're talking 2023 and beyond. It's not a case of Tom Ricketts is going to spend a whole lot of money to make this team really good. That ain't happening. I had that discussion with somebody overnight. They were convinced that because it made sense to them, they would like it, that the Cubs should spend more money. Well, maybe he likes it. Maybe it would be beneficial, but it's unlikely to happen. It's about unlikely, as unlikely as to have three full moons in a month. It's just not very likely to happen. Spending will go down precipitously. It will. It will for the Cubs. It will for most teams. It will for almost everyone. Everyone is owning to that. Uh, well, almost everyone. There will probably be two or three teams that sit back, wait, run into some really good bargains and have fantastic teams this season based a bit on spending more than a lot of teams aren't willing to. But I don't see the Cubs being that team. For the Cubs, it's about 2023 and beyond. That's the way I see it. It's the way it should be, in my view. If Dan Kantrovitz is rejiggering the um, farm system and if Jed Hoyer is planning on sticking around and being in charge, he might as well plan on 2020, 2023 and beyond being better. So if you're trading Chris Bryant, it might as well be for something that's going to be 2023 and beyond. Who's going to play third base? Dunno. Not really concerned about it. One of the hiccups is Chris Bryant's $20 million salary is going to be prohibitive for getting quality in return. If the Cubs are going to trade Chris Bryant and get quality in return, they're probably going to have to swallow a whole bunch of the roughly $20 million salary. So let's say the Cubs make a deal where they pay... 12 million of the 20,000. Now all of a sudden Chris Bryant is only an 8 million dollar buy. Now that's a whole lot better for another team. 
does that make him worth a quality prospect? Because that's all I'm worrying about. That's all I'm worrying about. If the Cubs aren't going to get a long-term quality prospect or two, I don't even want to hear the trade. I I don't want to hear the trade for, ooh, they can get this guy, the, this middle reliever who could be as good as Nick Anderson was in the postseason. I don't want that. Why do I want that? The Cubs can aggressively go out and claim players off the designation designated for assignment off the waiver wire. Claim them. If they figure it out, go into the pitch lab, figure it out. If they figure it out, then they're good for the Cubs for the next three, four, five years. You know, like a Jason Adam or Bradwick or Rowanwick, those guys that if they figure it out, they're good for a long time. There's no point in trading Bryant for a pitcher who probably is only going to be around for one year. No point in that. No point in that at all. It makes a whole lot more sense if the Cubs are going to trade Bryant, in my opinion, to trade him for a long-term piece, or possibly two. The best batch of long-term value they can possibly acquire. And if there's not a good long-term piece that someone is willing to offer, possibly with some of the salary being swallowed, play through the season. See how he's doing. If he's doing really well, come July, maybe they can trade him. I just don't see the entire premise of the Cubs should unload Bryant for some crappy relief pitcher. If they really don't think he's any good, non-tender him. Let him be a free agent. Let him go. But I think that Tom Ricketts realizes Bryant's going to cost him about $20 million. Bryant's going to cost some money. Contreras is going to cost some money. Schwerber's going to cost some money. And Ricketts is going to have to pay it. Not that he wants to necessarily, but even in a pandemic, the Cubs still have the ability to outspend most of their division rivals. They'll probably be close enough to winning a division that they'll have a decision to make in late July. Keep Bryant to salt away the division or trade him away to somebody for a long-term piece. And that's going to be the, be the discussion. There's no reason to unload Chris Bryant now. Absolutely 0% of a value in I'm a trade Chris Bryant for a crappy left-handed relief pitcher. That does no good whatsoever. If someone's offering quality for Cubs Team 2023, then I'm interested. Which 2020 draft pick are you willing to trade to get Chris Bryant? then I'm interested. And if it means the Cubs would have to pay away some of his contract, then maybe, yeah. But as far as who it should be that comes back, I think 2023. 2022 is not going to happen, at least not as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. And 2021, there's not going to be fans then either. So it's... um. As far as for Chris Bryant, it's likely for a prospect. And boy, that's an ugly trade. 
That's a very ugly trade. But then the Ryan Dempster trade wasn't very popular either. Until Kyle Hendricks was decent. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs, go, and be nice to people.